I want to say right up front that there is a difference between Medicare and Medicaid and that the difference is important. It's important that you have it clear in your mind what Medicare is versus what Medicaid is because the coverage can look very different. So first and foremost, Medicare is our only federally funded, publicly available health insurance program. And what I mean by that is that Medicare is a health insurance program that is funded entirely by the federal government. There are other federally funded health insurance programs that are not publicly available. Hi, I'm Clarice Grody, and welcome to the Amplify OT podcast. I'm an occupational therapist by trade and a policy wonk by choice. This podcast is here to help you survive and thrive in the U.S. healthcare system through a better understanding of policy, advocacy, and value-based care. So let's dive in. Hey, OT Amplifiers. It is your host, Clarice, here with another episode of the Amplify OT podcast. And today we are talking about Medicare plans. Now, this is where alphabet soup can definitely come into play because Medicare plans are distinguished by the different letter of the alphabet. We have Medicare Part A, Part B, Part C, Part D. There are other letters of the alphabet that are Medicare supplemental plans, which we'll touch on a smidge. But if you really want to get in depth with Medicare plans, understand the differences, what they cover, how they relate to Medicare Advantage, um, a little bit clearer, and also just different insurance types in general. So HMOs, PPOs, deductibles, coinsurances, copays, really just feel like you've got a solid grip on health insurance, then you're going to want to check out the courses I have in the Amplify OT membership because that is where I really get to go in depth into these different types of policies and terms so that way you can really feel comfortable utilizing them and applying them in your practice. But we're still going to give you lots of value in today's episode completely for free because that's the whole mission for Amplify OT. The whole reason I started it is to help bring this kind of policy information to everyday practitioners like yourself. But again, like I said, if you really want to dive into these topics, the Amplify OT membership is the right place to go. And that is linked for you in the show notes to sign up for today. I also want to throw in the disclaimer that this is in no way advice on how to pick a health insurance plan. So if you are listening to this podcast and trying to decide if I should sign up for Medicare or Medicare Advantage, talk to an eligible health insurance broker or whomever you trust, but this is not advice on how to pick a health insurance plan. So to make sure we are all on the same page, we'll go ahead and dive right into what is Medicare. And I wanna say right up front that there is a difference between Medicare and Medicaid and that the difference is important. It's important that you have it clear in your mind what Medicare is versus what Medicaid is because the coverage can look very different. So first and foremost, Medicare is our only federally funded, publicly available health insurance program. And what I mean by that is that Medicare is a health insurance program that is funded entirely by the federal government. There are other federally funded health insurance programs that are not publicly available like TRICARE, which is available to military individuals and their families, services provided through the VA, so which again is only available to certain veterans who qualify. So those are both publicly funded, but they are not publicly available. So Medicare is the only federally funded, publicly available health insurance program. And in order to be eligible for Medicare, you have to be 65 years of age or older. You have to have Um, or have disabilities, end-stage renal disease, or ALS. So if you have one of those diagnoses 
a registered disability or are over the age of 65, then you are most likely eligible to receive Medicare. Now, where this differs from Medicaid is that Medicaid is both a federal and state-funded health insurance program. It is still publicly available, but again, the coverage criteria is much more limited. So Medicaid is generally only available to low-income individuals, families, and children. And low income is generally defined by the federal poverty level. And so you have to really truly be pretty low income in order to qualify for Medicaid in most states. Some states have expanded Medicaid to include anyone who's 138% of the federal poverty level. But again, this is folks who are really not bringing in a lot of money, chronically disabled, or children. Medicaid also provides additional coverage for pregnant women, um, for maternal health, which is kind of how Medicaid got started in the first place, was really for children and women who are pregnant, but then has been expanded over the years to include other individuals and adults. So the easiest way to remember the difference between Medicare and Medicaid is that Medicare cares for the elderly and Medicaid aids those in need. So it's really important when you're talking about Medicare versus Medicaid that you are clear in what you're communicating because the coverage is also quite different. For example, right, Medicare does not provide coverage to individuals who are pregnant. It doesn't cover maternal services because more likely than not, someone who's over the age of 65 is not going to be pregnant. So it does not cover maternal health care services or pregnancy versus Medicaid does cover a lot of those services. Also, what makes Medicare and Medicaid very different is that Medicare, for the most part, because it's a federal health insurance program, meaning it's run by the federal government, it's the same in every state. So Medicare coverage generally in Idaho, Wyoming, Texas, Florida looks the same versus Medicaid can look very different depending on what state you're in. Um, it looks very different as to what they pay for, how much they pay for it, how much of those services they actually cover. Another key example of at least how this impacts therapy is that Medicare does cover therapy services, so OTPT and speech, both under Part A and Part B, versus occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech therapy, is optional coverage under Medicaid. So Medicaid is not required by the federal government to cover occupational or therapy services. So that's what can make talking about Medicaid difficult. And I know I've gotten requests to talk about Medicaid more, and perhaps maybe that'll be a future episode where we can talk about what the government requires Medicaid to cover versus what it doesn't. But unfortunately, Medicaid is just really difficult to cover because it can look so different in every state. And then you throw a managed Medicaid in there and it gets even more complex. But to get us back on track, we'll pivot back to Medicare. So Medicare, like I said, looks pretty much the same in every state. Now, there are some slight variations from districts because there are something called MACs that help oversee Medicare programs. And so MACs do have some flexibility in terms of coverage determinations and deciding whether or not something's covered. So sometimes Medicare plans can look a little bit different. The reimbursement also adjusts a little bit based on the area. Like, for example, you're going to get paid more for a service that's provided in L.A. versus a service that's provided in St. Louis. And so there are some cost adjustments based on area wages. But in terms of like actual coverage criteria, that is the same. So the definition of skilled, of reasonable, necessary, that is the same every state because it's a federal health insurance program. So to start off with talking about our Medicare plans, it makes the most sense to start with the top of the alphabet, which is Medicare Part A. 
Medicare Part A is your original or traditional Medicare. This is the first version of Medicare um, and is really designed to cover primarily hospital costs. So Medicare Part A covers inpatient hospital stays and it also covers every post-acute care setting. So long-term care hospitals or LTACs, inpatient rehab facilities, skilled nursing facilities, and home health, as well as some other services, which of course occupational therapy is thrown in there underneath that coverage within those settings. Now, Medicare Part A is typically free. Uh, so when you see your paycheck and there's a line of Medicare taxes that is deducted from your paycheck, that is you paying into the Medicare tax, paying into the Medicare fund so that you can then eventually receive Medicare Part A for free. So I believe it's that you have to have paid your Social Security and Medicare taxes for something like 10 years or your spouse has to have paid it for 10 years. If you did not pay into Medicare long enough, then you may owe a small premium. Now, the premiums are still pretty low, even if you aren't eligible to receive Medicare Part A for free. But generally speaking, Medicare Part A is premium free for majority of Americans. But you still may have some out-of-pocket costs for Medicare Part A. There are still deductibles and co-insurances under Medicare Part A. So you can have multiple deductibles a year under Medicare Part A, which is what makes it different from other types of health insurance where you generally only have like one deductible. So if you're on like a private health insurance plan, you generally have a deductible that lasts all year versus Medicare Part A can actually have multiple deductibles depending on how many benefit periods you use. A benefit period, loosely speaking, is just how Medicare kind of categorizes payments. Um, and this is where that like 60 days of wellness comes into play and that starts over a new benefit period. Again, I go a lot more in depth under benefit periods in the Mastering OT Policy and Medicare course, which is in the Amplify OT membership. But most of what you need to know for today is that Medicare Part A can have multiple deductibles when someone's hospitalized. Next, we have Medicare Part B. So moving along in the alphabet and Medicare Part B is primarily for outpatient services. So it covers physician visits, durable medical equipment or DME, labs, x-rays, it also covers outpatient like therapy services, so occupational therapy services, um, and also your outpatient or observation hospital stays. So if someone isn't actually admitted to, into the hospital, then it is covered under Medicare Part B. What also makes Part B different from Part A is that most people pay a premium for Medicare Part B. Now, again, the premiums are generally fairly low in terms of what we think of for overall health insurance premiums. They are adjusted based on income. And so you, if you are making less money, you pay less per month for Medicare Part B versus if you're making more money, you pay more for Medicare Part B. Now, Medicare Part B does also have a deductible, but unlike Medicare Part A, it only has one deductible per year. So versus Medicare Part A, right, can have multiple deductibles a year based on benefit periods. Medicare Part B only has one and the deductible, again, is pretty low for 2023. I think it's somewhere around like $300. Whereas most other health insurance plans, the deductible is usually well over $1,000. So once someone pays their deductible under Medicare Part B, then they start having a co-insurance. So this is where you hear that, right, for outpatient therapy, that Medicare pays 80% and the patient pays 20%. This is true for once they pay their deductible. So let's say that you have a patient and you are the first provider to see them on January 1st. You first have to collect their deductible. So that patient pays out of pocket until they have reached their deductible, and then after that, the 80% coverage of Medicare kicks in. 
And that 80-20 split also applies to, you know, outpatient therapy services, to DME, and other services under Medicare Part B. So patients do have a little bit of more out-of-pocket costs when it comes to Medicare Part B than Medicare Part A. Now, majority of individuals have both. They have both Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B. You are able to opt out of Medicare Part B, but generally, when you sign up for Medicare, you are automatically enrolled in both plans. And having both plans helps, you know, really provide you with the most comprehensive coverage, which is why you're automatically enrolled in both. But some individuals do decide to opt out of Medicare Part B, so always good to check the benefits. But generally, most individuals are going to have both Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B. Now, we're going to keep going through the alphabet, talking about Medicare Part C and D right after this quick break. Are you ready to take your occupational therapy practice to the next level? Then look no further than the Amplify OT membership. You heard that right. Amplify OT has its very own membership program. This membership is designed to help occupational therapy practitioners just like you stay informed about the latest developments in Medicare and advocacy. You will have exclusive access to resources, webinars, the Mastering OT Policy and Medicare course, Q&A sessions, plus the ability to DM me your questions and get answers fast. But of course, that is not all. As a member, you'll be part of a community of like-minded occupational therapy practitioners who share their expertise and offer support. So by joining the Amplify OT membership, you'll be able to stay up to date on the latest Medicare regulations and guidelines, learn how to advocate for your patients and your profession, connect with other OT practitioners and students to share your knowledge, and you'll have access to those exclusive resources and webinars so you can reach your full potential as an OT provider. So don't miss out on this opportunity to take your practice to the next level. Sign up for the Amplify OT membership today by going to the link in the show notes or amplifyot.com forward slash membership. Don't forget to stay informed and be the change that you want to see in our healthcare system. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by MedBridge, your go-to resource for advancing your occupational therapy career and, of course, getting those necessary CEUs. If you are passionate about staying at the forefront of our field and enhancing your skills, MedBridge is a comprehensive solution. With the MedBridge subscription, you gain access to an extensive library of high-quality live and recorded courses led by industry experts. So stay up to date with the latest advancements in occupational therapy, explore evidence-based practice, and enhance your clinical skills. One reason that I really like and recommend MedBridge is because they have both intervention-based courses and policy and reimbursement-based courses, and that is a rare find in a CEU company. But here's the best part for our OT amplifiers community. If you use the promo code AMPLIFYOT at checkout, you'll unlock an exclusive 40% discount on your MedBridge subscription. Yes, you heard that right, 40% off with the code AMPLIFYOT, that's A-M-P-L-I-F-Y-O-T. This is a fantastic opportunity to save some money, elevate your practice, and support AMPLIFYOT. So don't miss out on this chance to supercharge your professional development and head over to MedBridge.com, use the promo code AmplifyOT, and enjoy the benefits of MedBridge while also supporting AmplifyOT and all the free resources that we produce here, like this podcast. So again, head to MedBridge.com, use the code AmplifyOT at checkout, and we also have the link for you in the show notes. Welcome back. And we are going to continue on our Medicare journey talking about Medicare Part C and Part D. 
Now I am briefly going to skip over Medicare Part C and go directly to Medicare Part D and you'll see why in a minute. But the Medicare Part D, pretty simple, pretty easy to cover. You just have to remember that D equals drugs. So Medicare Part D is your prescription insurance plan. So Medicare Part D provides coverage for prescription medications. It's hard to believe that before Medicare Part D, Medicare did not cover prescription medications. So you just paid for those out of pocket. But obviously that became problematic, especially as medicines have continued to increase in costs. So especially when you talk about cancer treatments and basically, you know, Americans are living longer. So that means we get sicker as we get older and prescription drugs cost a lot of money. So Medicare Part D was created to help cover those costs. Now, what does make Medicare Part D a little bit unique is that it is predominantly managed by private health insurance plans. So you do have some options in picking a Medicare Part D plan in terms of what they cover, how much they cost. So there is a premium for Medicare Part D. There are some different thresholds in terms of how much you have to pay for your prescriptions. It does get fairly complicated. But since we're, you know, fortunately therapy clinicians, we really don't have to deal with prescribing drugs. Most of what you need to know is that Medicare Part D covers their prescription medications. All right. So backtracking back to Medicare Part C, and this is why we skipped it is because Medicare Part C is also known as Medicare Advantaged or Managed Medicare. Now, I can guarantee that you have come across a Medicare Advantage plan, and admittedly amongst healthcare providers, Medicare Advantage plans generally have a pretty rough reputation. Medicare Advantage plans are run by private health insurance companies, which is what makes them different from regular Medicare. So regular Medicare, Medicare Part A and Part B is run by the federal government, by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Now, the CMS, which is Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, does like pay for Medicare Advantage, but it is run by private health insurance companies. So Humana, United Healthcare, Aetna, all those sorts of companies. Now, one of the main advantages to Medicare Advantage, advantage to Medicare Advantage, is that it allows for some innovative healthcare ideas. So whereas Medicare has fairly strict guidelines or somewhat strict guidelines in terms of what they cover. Medicare Advantage can be a little bit more flexible, which is the entire point of Medicare Advantage in the first place. The way the Medicare Advantage plans are paid for is that CMS pays a capitated rate to Medicare Advantage plans based on how many people are enrolled in their plan. So Medicare basically gives them a certain amount each month, year, whatever, based on the number of people that they have enrolled in their Medicare Advantage plans, and that number is adjusted based on patient factors. And this is where Medicare Advantage plans have gotten in trouble, like this New York Times wrote an article about it, Congress has done investigations, in terms of adding additional diagnoses to basically get more money from Medicare, even if those diagnoses weren't necessarily appropriate for the patient. But I digress, Medicare Advantage does have different flexibilities of coverage. And this is, again, what makes Medicare Advantage plans really difficult to cover because one Medicare Advantage plan is one Medicare Advantage plan. It is not the same, even between states, even between the same company. So one Humana Medicare Advantage plan can be very different from another Humana Medicare Advantage plan. Now, these MA plans cover some different things. So some of them cover dental, some of them cover vision. They may cover more hearing aids. A lot of them cover like the Silver Sneakers program gym memberships, kind of those sorts of things. They may also cover some additional equipment, like adaptive equipment, which Medicare does not cover. They only cover DME. They may also cover some home mods or like, you know, housekeeping or those sorts of services. 
So again, Medicare Advantage plans do occasionally have their upsides, and there is a general sentiment that Medicare Advantage plans can be really great for people who are healthy or generally healthy seniors. But if you're going to be requiring more hospital services, rehab, Medicare Advantage, some of those more expensive services, sometimes tends to be less supportive because of their rigorous prior authorization requirements. But all that being said, Medicare Advantage plans are very popular. I believe it is now said that over 50% of Medicare-eligible beneficiaries, so people who are eligible to enroll in Medicare, are on a Medicare Advantage plan. There are a number of reasons as to why that is. A lot of folks like the flexibility of Medicare Advantage plans because Medicare does not cover dental. Um, it doesn't necessarily cover vision versus Medicare Advantage plans might. And right, a lot of our older adults need dental care, need dentures, hearing aids, eyeglasses. So that is very attractive. Occasionally, the premiums are cheaper than Medicare Part A or B to enroll in Medicare Advantage. So sometimes you're paying less for your premium, but Medicare Advantage plans do a lot of prior authorizations and reviews. So whereas Medicare tends to do audits, so you provide the service and then Medicare reviews it and decides whether or not it was appropriate, Medicare Advantage tends to focus more on prior authorization, so approving the care before it is provided, which is where often, especially as myself, as someone who worked in acute care, we often knew that it was not very common that patients would be approved to go to inpatient rehab if they had a Medicare Advantage plan, especially certain Medicare Advantage plans. There were certain Medicare Advantage plans that we knew would basically just never approve for Medicare for inpatient rehab. So we could ask for it, we could have all the documentation, and then they wouldn't approve it. Versus Medicare, they definitely would have been able to go. So it's really frustrating sometimes, especially for providers and for patients, because it's listed as a covered benefit. And this is where that technicality between what's covered versus what's approved really comes into play and can be just really frustrating for both providers and for patients. Another key distinction to understand between Medicare and Medicare Advantage, and again, this is also important for you to understand when you're working in these settings because you may feel really frustrated by what Medicare requires, but it ends up being a Medicare Advantage plan. Like the patients that you have in skilled nursing facilities where some sort of insurance plan or case manager is saying, mm, time to leave, you know, it's been two weeks, time to go. That's a Medicare Advantage plan. Medicare, traditional Medicare does not have these utilization reviewers, prior auth people. Now, there are some prior auth situations in Medicare, traditional Medicare, but generally speaking, they aren't these utilization reviewers, case managers that are reviewing claims and deciding when it's time to discharge. That's generally going to be your private insurance and Medicare Advantage companies. So it is important to understand the difference because sometimes our frustration is misplaced with the system that we're working in and we're actually frustrated with Medicare Advantage plans. Technically speaking, Medicare Advantage plans are required to cover everything that Medicare does. They are also technically supposed to approve patients for the care the same as if Medicare would, which is a part of some of the investigations that have been going on into Medicare Advantage and some of the proposed reforms to Medicare Advantage um, is to be stricter on prior authorizations to keep more of an eye on what they're doing. But again, this is where covered versus approved can really get sticky. That very much depends on your factors and you need to talk to someone who is eligible under the law to do that. Okay, so last but not least, I promise that we will be talking about supplemental plans. Supplemental plans are where you start to see the Medicare Part G, H, F. There's quite a few of them. And these are plans that are, again, also run by private health insurance companies. And so the cost of them varies and what they cover vary. 
Supplemental plans are meant to help cover some of the out-of-pocket costs that Medicare Part A and Part B do not cover. So some supplemental plans may cover like the 20% coinsurance for skilled nursing facilities. They may cover the Part A deductible. They may cover the Part B deductible and coinsurance. So it helps limit out-of-pocket costs for Medicare eligible beneficiaries, people who are enrolled in Part A and Part B. Now you can only sign up for a supplemental plan if you have Medicare Part A and B. If you have Medicare Advantage, you do not have a supplemental plan. And so same thing, you can't be in Medicare Part A and B and also in Medicare Advantage plan, you have to pick. You can be on either or. So if you have Medicare Part A and B, you can sign up for a supplemental plan and this helps cover that out-of-pocket cost. So this is why for some patients, therapy is still completely free because they have a supplemental plan that helps kind of pick up those out-of-pocket costs. Now, again, it's very varied as to what they cover. Medicare.gov does have a great chart. So if you go to Medicare.gov and look up supplemental plans, there's also a Medicare app. That's basically Medicare.gov in an app um, that you can download. And Medicare has some really great outlines as to what Medicare Part A covers, Part B, and the different supplemental plans cover. So to kind of help you understand what is out there. So even though there are coinsurances, deductibles, out-of-pocket costs, some patients do still have very low out-of-pocket costs because they are paying for a supplemental plan. Again, supplemental plans do usually have a premium, so you are still paying monthly out-of-pocket costs. But especially if you're someone who knows you're going to have high utilization of services, supplemental plans can definitely help save money in the long run. All right, so that's it for our overview of the different types of Medicare plans. Now, again, if you want more in-depth coverage of these different Medicare types, how they relate, what they look like, as well as all the different health insurance programs like HMOs, PPOs, co-pays, co-insurances, all that kind of stuff. There's so much to understand about health insurance that makes it complicated. And I will even say that I am not a full expert on health insurance, but understanding this stuff has helped me help patients understand it because I got questions about it all the time of what's covered or what they have. I will also say that patients will occasionally ask you what health insurance they should sign up for. And I want to advise you not to make any recommendations to them. There are definitely laws around who can help someone pick out health insurance companies or health insurance plans. And so I just tell them that if they have questions about it, that they need to find an eligible health insurance broker or there's phone numbers and contact information on healthcare.gov as well as medicare.gov if they have questions but that I personally cannot advise them on picking a health insurance plan. So that is good for you to remember as well. Now, what you want to do with your family and friends, totally up to you, but your patients definitely don't want to cross that line as a medical provider and making recommendations that you legally are not really supposed to be doing. All right, folks, as always, let me know if you have any questions. Thanks for listening to this episode, the Amplify OT podcast. I am always willing to take recommendations as to what I should talk about next, because after all, I want this to be a good resource for you. So reach out, email me, DM me on Instagram, let me know what you want to hear about, and I will put it on my list for the next episode of the Amplify OT podcast. If you made it this far, I want to just take a moment to say thank you so much for listening to the Amplify OT podcast. And I hope you're feeling a little more inspired and prepared to amplify your value and the value of occupational therapy. If you found yourself at any point thinking, gosh, I guess policy isn't that dull and boring, then you're definitely going to love how we talk about policy and advocacy in the Amplify OT membership. There's a link in the show notes where you can sign up today so you can take an immediate next step towards emerging as a confident clinician. And of course, don't forget to follow the Amplify OT podcast so that way you never miss an episode. 
And you know, while you're there, why don't you go ahead and leave us a five-star review because that's the best way to help others find the podcast too. And of course, thank you so much to Jessica Riccio for editing this podcast and for all of you for giving me a reason to record it. You're now officially part of the OT Amplifier community and you are now prepared to go out there and advocate for OT because remember, if we don't advocate for occupational therapy, then who will?